Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor contest line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Benintendi versus Hap, and ask me questions if I was confusing. In 2014, I was rather closely following the Major League Draft, and I was quite aware that the Cubs and the Reds had finished very close to each other in record the preceding season. Very close. I think it was a game apart. And if they'd have tied, based on league rules, the Cubs would have drafted before the Reds. Or before the Red Sox. Excuse me, the Red Sox. The Cub, If the Cubs would have lost one more game and everything else had played out the same, the Cubs would have drafted before the Red Sox and the White Sox. The Cubs would have drafted 7th instead of ninth. And a lot of people, ah, yeah, yeah, so what, so what, you can never tell the draft is always a crapshoot, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, perhaps yes, perhaps no. As I started running the combinations and permutations, I started to realize something that became rather obvious and wasn't going to change. Andrew Benintendi was going to be on the board at seven. A spot on the board the Cubs could have had if they had lost one more game the preceding season. Just one. As it was, the Cubs were going to draft ninth. They were not going to be able to draft Andrew Benintendi. And the next pick was going to be by the Chicago White Sox, who had a history at that point of drafting college pitchers as a rule in the first round. And the White Sox were selecting Carson Fulmer, who was highly respected as well. And... Sometimes as drafts are going along, even before they happen, you can start to peg, this team's probably going to draft one of those two guys. And what it eventually gets to is, I don't know who's going to draft whom, but the first six guys are going to probably be these guys. Or the first nine guys, or first 11 guys. So when you're looking at the ninth pick, if you're trying to project out who's going to get whom, you want to kind of figure out Who's going to be the first six or seven picks going? And no matter how I sliced it, no matter how I diced it, no matter how I pureed it, the top seven picks were going to include Andrew Benintendi. And there was basically no way around it. Come draft day, one, two, three, four, five, six... Benintendi's still on the board, and the Boston Red Sox select Andrew Benintendi. I I was very confident that would happen. If you do the homework, you do the research, you get a hunch on these things. And 
Benintendi was very good in 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2019. 2020 has been a struggle for Benintendi, and he was recently placed on the 45-day disabled list, effectively ending his season. So I decided today, when I saw that note, I should probably do a little tiny bit of research, just a little tiny, not in-depth, not breaking out videotape and all the kind of stuff like that, little tiny bit of research on which player, Benintendi or Hap, has been better, and which player, Benintendi or Hap, looks to be better for the future. Now, if you're going to do that kind of, a, of research, it's kind of important to, as best as possible, pull out every single little bit of bias that you have, every single little bit that you possibly can. Because if you walk into a situation as far as, I'm going to do a research project on which president was more important, uh, was more popular at the time that he was in office, John Quincy Adams or John F. Kennedy. Now, if you walk in knowing already the I don't care what the numbers say, John F. Kennedy is the logical answer. That's the answer I'm going with. And then you go in your, and do your research and, oh my goodness, John F. Kennedy is the answer. Wow, what a shock. The answer I was expecting anyway. You have to, as best as possible, pull out all the everything, all the previous conditions, all the everything. Who is likely to be better into the future? Andrew Benintendi or Ian Happ, and why? That was my question, and I'll be honest, I'll be honest, I've used Andrew Benintendi a number of times as a player who had a pre-arb season that was three-plus wins or better on a World Series champion. And to a large extent, I was expecting Benintendi to be the far-and-away, runaway leader in this category. No question. So I was trying to figure how, 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 how do I let the numbers decide for me which player is actually better. That's actually kind of a tough call. Because again, you're trying to yank out all the bias, all the that which you think you know, and try to limit it down to let's let the numbers decide. How you do that? How does a Cub fan who realizes Andrew Benintendi went before Ian Happ and I wanted Andrew Benintendi, and Andrew Benintendi has been on a World Series champion. How do I pull all that stuff out and make it no longer matter and just look at the numbers that, how do I do that? First off, I looked at wins above replacement. Wins are above replacement for their careers. Andrew Benintendi, 9.7. Ian Happ, 4.8. Keep in mind, Andrew Benintendi 
blew through the minor leagues very quickly. And once he got to the major leagues, he was one of those rare types that pretty much got it from the start. So he didn't have to get sent back down to AAA. It was never a question of, well, we're going to have him play against left-handers. But not. Andrew Benintendi was the Red Sox left fielder. He just was. It, it wasn't. But uh, no, no. But what, what about no, 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 no. Andrew Benintendi was their left fielder. Go out and play left field. Hit the ball. Win games. So Benintendi in his career has a 9.7 on base percentage. Ian Happ has a 4.8. Uh, no. 9.7 wins above replacement. Ian Happ, 4.8. So with that, Benintendi on raw numbers, you might think Benintendi's been better. And that very possibly is the case. But I didn't like that as far as, no, that's not telling me enough because that's giving... Benintendi, the extra benefit of the extra games that he's played in. So I did something that I thought would be just as equally one-sided. Just as equally one-sided. Completely slanted in Benintendi's favor. But I decided I'd run this bit of information as well. Andrew Benintendi has a 789 on-base plus slugging in his major league career, which figures out to an OPS of 107, which is very good, very tolerable. If you have a player who you selected early in the draft and they have an OPS of over 100, you ought to be good with that. You know, 107, you might want it a little bit higher, but 107 is perfectly fine. This was the guy we banked everything on. This is the guy we wanted with the seventh pick. We took him... And he has an OPS of 107. You're good with that. You know, it, it, toss everything else aside. If you're drafting a guy for a bat and he gives you a bat and his OPS is 107, you take it. You don't argue. So I figured, okay, what's Ian Happ's career OPS? My jaw dropped. Ian Happ's career OPS is 851, which is a 121 OPS. Ian Happ has been a better hitter than Andrew Benintendi. That's <laughs> what it says. Baseballreference.com. Andrew Benintendi, 789 OPS. Ian Happ, 851 OPS. Is it about time to start talking about extending Ian Happ? Forget talking about Javier Baez. Forget talking about Chris Bryant, who has one of those high-end lawyers who's going to try to maximize everything, blah, 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 blah. How about this? When the season's over, hey, Ian, you want to stay here next to three years? Maybe four? Extend Ian Happ. Don't extend, don't talk about the other guys. Talk about the guy who's actually hitting the ball now. Right now, there don't seem to be any huge problems with Ian Happ having to worry about watching films during the game or da -da -da -da. 
Ian Happ's doing just fine. Extend him. To talk about extensions with Ian Happ. Would you like to stay in Chicago for the next four or five years? Three or four years beyond your free agency situation? Come to an agreement with Ian Happ. Extend Ian Happ. And then say, we signed the hitter who is having the best season this year. If any of the other guys want to stick around, we'd be happy to have them stick around. But we signed the guys who have, who's having the best year. I was absolutely stunned to see that Ian Happ is a better career hitter than Andrew Benintendi. I would not have guessed that at all. I would not have guessed it was even close. Well, actually, 851, 789, it isn't really close. Ian Hepp's a better hitter than Andrew Benintendi. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll try to post another podcast as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to make that one worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs go, and be nice to people.